This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the Full Focus Store's Work From Home Sale, where you can get 10% off of your Full Focus order and 30% off every Michael Hyatt & Company online course. Learn more at fullfocusstore.com. Uh, but also, you're not like super alert right out of the gate. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of in, in that middle part where I've... <laughs> I feel like I'm going through so much transition right now. And I'm having all these feelings. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your host, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Hey, Blake. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Hey, I have, I have a question for you. Yep. Have you ever felt like kind of you're the oddball that it feels like off at the wrong time? For yes. example, I think you used to do music professionally. I may have. And I'm assuming there were some late nights. I mean, I was no verbs, but. <laughs> it's hard to be verbs. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking there are probably some late nights, and I know you, I know your energy level late at night doesn't stay high very long. I'm just wondering, were there some times that you were like, everybody else around seems to be like totally alive and going right now? Right. Like I would literally just fall asleep on stage. I would be playing the bass and just be like, <laughs> <laughs> why are you people still here? Don't you know it's 11 o'clock at, yeah, at exactly. night? Exactly. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just curious if you've ever had that experience. I know, I absolutely have. I I feel like I still have that experience. Really? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I'll be with people first thing in the morning, and they want to talk to me, and yeah. I am not there for it. I'm like, listen, let I want to be your friend, but I do not like mm, you right now. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> now verbs. I'm I'm kind of thinking about all the interactions I've ever had with Blake, and kind of wondering when he was thinking that about me. Yeah, I was. That was this morning. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, and I think that's an experience we all have at different times. You know, like you may feel like, you know, you have all the energy in the morning, um, but by the end of the night, you're totally like just exhausted. Or on the flip side, sometimes it's like really, for some people, it's really hard to ramp up. And it's like you were tired all day during like the work hours. And then like right before bedtime, you're like, I could crush it. You know, it just feels like you're not in sync with the day, basically. Yeah, I've, I've totally been there. Well, last week we talked about energy, and today we're going to dive deeper into energy again, but we're going to be talking about chronotypes. All right, so I don't know what chronotype is, so I just looked it up. I asked Siri, and this is what Siri said. A chronotype is a person's natural inclination with regard to the times of day when they prefer to sleep or when they are, are most alert or energetic. Yeah, so I think most people would just call this their body clock, their natural cycle of when. So people have different body clocks. So it can be the same time. It could be two o'clock in the afternoon, but people will feel differently. So are there? So there's different chronotypes you're saying? Yeah, there are different chronotypes. And I'm going to walk you through what the different chronotypes are and how you can maximize your daily energy by following a set of steps each day. Now you, there's a book about this, right? Cause I haven't read about this. I've, you love talking about this. I've heard about it. I've took an assessment thing really quickly, but you've actually read a book on this, right? Yeah. So this is something that um, Michael actually taught at 
business accelerator, which is our executive coaching program that, um, as part of our executive team, I am part of. And when he talked about chronotypes, I was like, there for it. I was like, I've got to know more about this. Um, cause I just think the philosophy is so interesting. Um, and you can find out more about this. It's called the power of when by psychologist, Michael Bruce, the power of when by Michael Bruce. Yeah, exactly. And because I think all of us have that that feeling from time to time where it's like, I just feel off from everybody else or how everybody else seems to be functioning. And there's a really good reason for that. We don't all have the same body clock. This is very interesting. I So I am admittedly kind of l- still learning about this stuff. So I'm excited to dig into this episode because I'm tired of people being like, are you a dolphin? And I'm like... <laughs> Why are you saying I have like a long nose? Like, what are you talking about? But that's exactly uh, what we're saying. Which actually, they, in in retrospect, they actually may have been talking about my nose. But uh, verbs, what, what are you a dolphin? Is that a thing? You know what? I took the assessment recently as well, and it turns out, according to the assessment, I'm actually a bear. Ooh! So don't start that's horse not- fires. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but don't. Thank you, folks. I'll be here all episode. Verbs, I've always appreciated your safety first. <laughs> exactly. Now I know where these bear inclinations come from. Yeah, podcasting is a dangerous game. People underestimate, you know, what can happen here. This is true, my friend. This is true. <laughs> so listen, as we're talking about these chronotypes, some of you may have already taken the assessment. Those are available online. And once you find out what your chronotype is, why don't you take a moment and share that with us inside the Full Focus Planner community. If you're not a part of the community yet, all you need to do is search in Facebook for Full Focus Planner Community. We're all in there talking about things that we've mentioned on the show, as well as questions and inquiries about planner usage. So we look forward to seeing you inside the group. So let's get into chronotypes. So I'm remembering, I asked Siri, chronotypes, this is just the acknowledgement that people's body clocks are different and you could have a different set of needs when it comes to sleep, energy. There could be different times of the day. You feel more energetic. And if we can understand that, we can start to cooperate with it, our natural identity or our natural chronotype. When we cooperate with that, we can have more energy, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the goal, be more right? effective. We can we be can more effective, be more efficient. Be and, more relaxed. We can have more energy across the board. Yeah. And it's probably good to know like, if you live with somebody – what their chronotype is too. I'm, re- I'm realizing that now. I'm like, oh yeah, I should learn what my wife's chronotype is. That's an excellent point. Okay, but before we get into chronotypes too much, we're talking about this because this is a great way to manage your daily energy. Um, and you can do that in three steps. And the first one, which we've already begun kind of talking about is to understand your chronotype. You know, this is basically your natural body rhythm. Everybody has this. This is just part of who we are. And I'm going to give you a really simplified summary. Now, Blake, I'm curious as we talk about these to see which one of these you think might be you. Okay, I'm listening. I know you've mentioned it often a couple of times. <laughs> we'll see which one which one plays out. I'm so sorry, yeah. dear listener. Yeah, I am too. I will only do a dolphin sound tops five more times this episode. <laughs> tops. Okay, so the first chronotype is wolves. And these are what we call night owls. And actually, when I was talking to you about music early on, a lot of people in the music industry might be night owls because they like being up, you know, at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, that was my first clue. I can remember I, 
Even when I was, I was, I was always this way. I can remember being 12 years old and we did this youth group thing where we like stay up all night mm -hmm. and it was 1030 and I was like, this stinks. I, <laughs> you think I want to go bowling right now? I just let me go to bed. Will you turn yeah. the music down? <laughs> Will you turn the music down? I am, I do not want to hear third eye blind at one in the morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, I'm. You're not a wolf. I think we can say that uh, confidently uh, for sure. But there's about 15% of the population that fall into this group. It's really interesting you say that. I think that this might describe my sister. And I'm just realizing, I, I think if you are a wolf, you probably feel, depending on what your job is or whatever, maybe you can feel at a disadvantage, right? Because the world or the or maybe your office life or whatever isn't, skewed in that way you know but I, hopefully if you're hearing this if that sounds like you it should make you kind of lighten the burden because you're not actually doing a cruddy job you actually are your biorhythm is just structured a little differently yeah and and the takeaway for you wolves that are listening is you need to be really aware that you're most productive in the late afternoon and evening and we're going to talk about that in step two and three where that comes into play but it's really key to know those are your like, that's your sweet spot. And that's where you're going to be your most productive. The next group are the lions. And these are the early risers. These are the people that wake up first thing in the morning. And that's when they're most alert. They actually get their surge of energy right out of the gate and slowly through the day. It's going to just go downhill little by little by little. Do you think that this was originally called the rooster? And then enough people were like, listen, I don't want to be a rooster, make me something cooler. <laughs> Can you make me like a lion? Is that taken? I like that. I, I think feel like that's, that's how it happened. Yeah, I think you're probably Or maybe right. Michael Bruce, the guy that wrote the book on chronotypes is is a lion. Oh yeah. And he was like, oh, this is the, the king of the jungle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, just like wolves, lions are also about 15% of the population and they do experience kind of a little slump in the afternoon. Um, but by the evening, they're like toast. Done, done, done. Okay, so we've got lions that you just mentioned and wolves. They're, you know, it's funny. We call a wolf a night owl, but a night wolf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we got wolves, we got lions. What else? Okay, the next group, and this is the largest percentage of the population, are bears. And these are basically your creatures of the day. So unlike wolves that get all their energy at night, bears are their most, they have their highest amount of energy in the middle of the day. And it tends to follow the solar cycle. So when the sun comes up, you know, they start to get energy. And as it starts to set, they lose energy. Yeah. And they also just go to sleep between the months of October through April. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. The rest of the time, they, <laughs> they don't need any sleep. Maybe you feel like it. Is it a thing with bears? I mean, I actually like, I notice, I think because of the, the days are so much shorter in the winter that because I think I might be a bear. Like as you go through that, and I know that's it's the most common, so it's probably the highest likelihood. But is it a thing, you know, when the days are shorter, I tend to want to sleep longer. Yeah. You know, like I want to go exactly. to bed earlier yeah. and I want to sleep in a little later because it's dark out, it's gray out. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's a thing with bears, but I, I can relate to this where it's not that I'm, I, I'm awake in the morning, but I'm not like, Mr. Chipper well, first thing Well, you already in the said, uh, please don't talk to me yeah. this early. Yeah. That actually, based on what we've talked about so far, like you're not like an, a night owl. No. Clearly. Right. So for me, I feel like I'm most alert kind of in my zone 
around, I'll get up around six, six thirty typically. So I'm, I'm most in my zone around nine mm-hmm. and you know, nine to 11 is kind of my highest energy of the day. And then I feel like I have a little dip, you know, I, I like to take a short nap mid afternoon and then I'm kind of tired. I do. I will sometimes get a second wind in the evenings, but I'm not. I'm definitely not a night owl. Yeah, I, I think I might be a bear. What's is there a, another one after this? There is, and again, bear that makes up fifty percent of the population. And one other interesting thing about bears, they really need eight hours of sleep. You know, if you yes. fall in this group, you need your eight hours. Yes, that is. Even when I get, I'll get like six and a half. If I get less than seven and a half hours, multiple days in a row, I feel like. Just a zombie. Like a bear. <laughs> yeah. And then I talked to a friend, I could think of a coworker who never even gets that much sleep. And he's just like, hey, 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 hey. And I'm like, how does that work? Why Why am I just a tired old guy? No, I'm just a bear. A handsome, handsome bear. So again, bears makes up the largest percent of the population. And the next group are dolphins. Your favorite. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Save the people. So I'm sorry, dolphins are really unique in that this is a group that really they don't sleep very much. And maybe you do know some people that legitimately, you know, they just need seven hours to sleep. And that's, you know, all it takes for them to have what they need. So dolphins usually get less than a full night's sleep. And one interesting thing is, even though they wake up tired, dolphins are most productive about mid-morning Interesting. I didn't really think that this category existed because it seems almost like such a, a rarity. I'll, I'll talk to people. I've, I've remember I've definitely worked with a dolphin who he would get so little sleep, and yet it felt like he could just go boom, 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 boom. And I don't know if this is a dolphin thing. I need to read more about this, but eventually he could almost catch up on that. So he would have on the weekend, he would literally sleep twice as much and then he would be fine the rest of the week. <laughs> no, I think that just means he wasn't sleeping enough. That just means he wasn't sleeping. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So so be wary. So, so maybe there's some people that think, oh, I am a dolphin, but maybe you're actually not because you're just kind of burning the candle at both ends. We talked about this in the last episode, right. the importance of rest. So, okay, so that's interesting. So we've got dolphins, bears, lions, and wolves. And once you know what you are, then you can really organize or, or at least do your best to work with that, right? That's that's right. probably the next step. So when I learned about this originally, the first thing I did was look at my ideal week. Because mm. once you know when you're most productive or when you have your highest energy levels, you can really design your ideal week in a way that you get the you're doing the right type of work at that time. So again, you can kind of hack yourself into being the most productive once you know which chronotype you are. Okay, so like you're right. And actually, the second step is schedule high leverage work when you are most alert. And actually, a lot of us don't do this at all. We just assume certain things are kind of like what the cultural norm is, and we just go with it. Yeah, you mentioned the ideal week. I think rituals are a huge part of this, too. So if you find yourself losing yourself an email in the morning, that's a low leverage task. And let's say that you are a bear or a, or a lion or someone that's really high, higher energy in the morning time. If you use that high energy time on email or those tasks that really aren't that important, that's a waste. 
You're wasting your best energy on these low leverage tasks. Or similarly, if you're scheduling a really important creative work in the afternoon and that's when your chronotype has a slump, well, you're setting yourself up. Those tasks are going to take a long time, right? Right. Yeah. And on the flip side, if you find that like, oh, I am a wolf, you know, somebody that really, you know, is getting their highest energy at night, don't tackle your biggest project at 8 a.m. You know, it's not, it's like when you were in college and you were really conscious about making sure you didn't have any 8 a.m. classes, same in adulthood. Don't schedule your biggest project first thing out of the gate. Absolutely. I remember doing a call. I can't remember what episode it was or which caller it was, but he was saying, he's like, oh yeah, well, I actually will tackle a lot of my other tasks before my big three because I just like having all those little administrative things out of the way. And I rem- I almost corrected him for a second because I was like, no, 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 it's your big three. So you've got to do those first. Well, actually, that's not necessarily true. You just mentioned a wolf. If you were uh, not, you know, naturally a night owl, and but you have to because of your job or whatever, you have to get up earlier in the morning. You could actually take care of things that aren't in the big three first thing because your brain is still kind of warming up, right? And so it's like, all right, I can send this email, I can do this small thing. But then by the time you're actually alert, that's when you can tackle your most important tasks for the day. So I hope that liberates someone listening who feels like, oh, it's my big three, I have to do this first, but I'm always I'm always groggy in the morning and then it just takes, my big three dominates, it takes the entire day when it doesn't really have to. Right. And I think because the bear population is so large, we just, most of the way that we work is set up to facilitate bears because that's, we're outnumbered by them. Um, so I'm, I'm a lion. I don't know if I've actually said that. Um, and if you're a lion, don't be afraid to start early. You know, you can get your highest, you, you can do that right out of the gate. Knock out your big three first thing. Don't get stuck in doing those low leverage tasks like Blake just said. Um, but here's the thing about lions. You have to be careful to quit early too. I'm thinking of Neil right now because he gets up at like 4.45 or 5. Yeah, Neil is our coworker here. Yeah, and he he gets a lot of stuff that is important to him that's not work-related done before he gets to the office or before he starts his work right? day. Yeah. But the thing about Neil is that guess what? His nighttime routine starts early. I mean, he's he he's going to bed early. And I remember we had a, a workday shutdown ritual challenge. And guess who won that challenge? It was Neil. Yeah, he crushed it. Because he knew I have to be responsible to end my workday early, be on time with ending it. Otherwise, I won't be able to leverage my energy early in the morning. Yeah, and the last group, Bears, and I've already mentioned this, really the standard workday is set up for Bears. And you probably have your best energy mid-morning, and that's how our workday is set up. Exactly. And that's me. I notice I naturally I've started to shift my ideal week. So my creative work or the stuff that it's either creative or I know it's the highest resistance stuff, but the things that will really move the needle for me, but I naturally want to procrastinate. I make sure that that gets scheduled because what happens is I'll go, oh, I have time to do that later. And then by four o'clock, I, I like can't do it. This happened to me yesterday. There's this there's this plan that I needed to do. It's creative. And I was like, oh, I'll just do that. It'll be fine. I, I, I should, I'll do this now. And I can, I've got time in my calendar. I got buffer later. And guess what? I got there and my brain was just like, no, I can't think. If you're not cognizant of that, 
then tasks will just take so much longer. And you think, oh, I can't do that type of task. When really it's just you've scheduled it wrong. You're not working with your chronotype. Yeah. And the last group, dolphin, you know, I think for dolphins, you have to kind of experiment. Um, If you're a dolphin, you're you're just unique and you kind of need to arrange your day to match your energy level as you perceive it. And be flexible. I think if you're a dolphin, give yourself grace. Um, There's not as much of a template for your day, um, but more that you're going to have to experience it and figure out what works best for you. So for everybody listening, one way that you can kind of really test your energy level is on a day where you have the same thing to do all day long. So for example, on Friday this week, uh, the marketing team and our product team did a hackathon. And we were going through all of the old blog posts on michaelhyatt.com. And so it was like the same thing all day long. And at the beginning of the day, I came in and I was like, this is amazing. We're going to crush it. It's going to be so great. Verbs, you were there. I was. I was totally into it. I mean, right out of the gate, total lion. I'm like, I'm here for it. This is going to be amazing. By the end of the day, I was like, this is terrible. I'm over it. I was. Who thought of this idea? (laughs) Who thought of this idea? It was my idea. So on days like that, I'm, I'm curious for you, Verbs, on that day, how were you? Um, I think once we locked in and found a good rhythm um, and everybody knew what to do, it was just like, all right, let's just get it done mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to occur again anytime soon. Yeah, that so. does sound like a bear. So on days like that where you can kind of really, when you're doing the same thing all day, you can really see, okay, where was my energy um, during this? Um, and then you can take that and use it to your advantage in the future. That's smart. So the first step with working with your chronotype is one, to understand it. The second step is you want to do your high leverage work when you are most alert. And the third step is to do the stuff that is energy appropriate when you're in your natural energy slump. Yeah. And every chronotype has its slumps. For uh, the wolf chronotype, it's in the morning. Uh, For lions and bears, it's in the afternoons after lunch. And for dolphins, it varies. Right. And we've gotten into this a little bit. I mentioned that one listener who actually mm-hmm. wisely was doing what we call downhill work, that those little tasks that aren't necessarily the most important for your day, he would do those first thing in the morning. I bet he's a wolf. Yeah, I bet you're right. Yeah, but for others, you know, that that's going to be different. You know, what I started doing was I started using this tool that Michael has. He outlines it in the book Free to Focus called the Freedom Compass. And... The Freedom Compass is really just a diagnostic tool of all of your tasks. So if you're listening, you're not sure, well, what task should I do in my high leverage or my most alert time or my slump time? That's actually a great tool to use because you can essentially write down all your tasks and then discover, hey, are these things that I'm really proficient in that really move things forward for me that I'm passionate about? Or are these in what we call the drudgery zone where I don't have passion for this really. I'm not really proficient at it. You can use that as a starting point to consider what tasks should go where during the course of your day. Yeah, so I think the key here is to schedule and be intentional about planning for this. Um, Some other questions you could ask is what takes the least concentration for me and what is the lowest leverage, like Blake said, uh, for you personally to go during those slump times? Uh, For me, I love to put standing meetings during those times because I know 
that I'll be engaged during those. I know it'll give me the boost, uh, just my personality type. I like to be around people. It'll give me that little extra boost. Uh, so just be conscious of, of what those are for you. Absolutely. Okay. So in summary, and I've learned a lot on this episode, hopefully it's been helpful for you as well, but we all have different body clocks. We call them chronotypes, times of the day where we have a lot of energy and times of the day where we have a slump. And it's going to look different than your neighbor. So you don't have to compare yourself uh, to someone else. We're all wired in a specific way. And the key is to work with that wiring to support that so that you can uh, renew your energy, replenish your energy, and be efficient in what you do. Be more productive, getting the right things done. Yeah, and again, to maximize your daily energy, you're going to follow these three steps. One, understand your chronotype. Two, schedule high leverage work during your peak energy times. And number three, schedule energy-appropriate tasks during your slumps. That's right, and this is going to be liberating. If you've never thought about this, this is a liberating thing to do because you can stop feeling bad about, you know, why I'm tired or why I'm different than my boss or my coworker. And you can start being more productive. You can work with your natural rhythm to achieve more than you ever have. Verbs, my fellow bear. <laughs> I discovered I'm a bear. You are. Life as a bear is pretty great. Let's get grizzly, buddy. <laughs> Let's get grizzly. Verbs, what's next on the agenda today? So if you're listening right now, regardless of what time of the day it is, I have a question for you. Are you enjoying the show? If so, would you mind going on to iTunes, subscribe to the show, as well as rate and review the show? We always love hearing and reading your thoughts. So leave us a comment when you subscribe to the show. And if you know anybody who needs to hear an episode of Focus on This, please share the show by using the hashtag Focus on This Podcast. And now we have another opportunity to speak to a listener by the name of Bryce Clark. Hello. Hey, Bryce. This is Blake Stratton from the Focus on This podcast. I'm here with Courtney. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Doing great, my man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening and calling in. Um, we heard you had a question. Give it to me. Shoot. Yeah. All right. My question is, I've been using the Full Focus Planner in... Um, conjunction with my digital planner. So I'm a big digital guy. I like everything on my digital calendar so I can pull it up throughout the week and I can add things quickly and all of that. And then I, I use my physical uh, planner kind of as a secondary piece to my digital calendar. And I'll kind of write the, the most important things I have that day um, in the physical calendar. It kind of helps like clear my mind and kind of realign my priorities. But uh, my question was, is there a certain way uh, that you guys use the physical and digital calendar uh, together, uh, like in your own practice of using the full focus planner? Yeah, I actually am very similar to you, Bryson, that I have, you know, I use Google Calendar, you know, I have lots of meetings during the week. So it's not very practical for me to only have a uh, analog you know, calendaring system because I need to have all these um, meetings booked and I have an assistant that also works in scheduling. Um, but what it does for me, like you, is it realigns my commitment to those meetings. So every day um, when I'm doing, actually I do it during my workday shutdown and setting like what is coming for the next day, I'm able to say, are these really the right things that I should be doing? Or if I realize there's actually a meeting I don't need, 
then that's when I realize it and I'm able to say, hey, can we move this or cancel this um, and do that appropriately? Uh, in a similar way, I do also use, on the marketing team, we use a tool called Asana um, for our like robust project management. Um, and I also mm-hmm. use that as like the holder of all my tasks that have to happen. But I will look at that and move any tasks that need to be that need to happen that day, or if there are any that arise to like my daily big three, then those will get appropriately placed in my planner for the day. Right. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Bryce, do you also use a digital task manager? Yeah, I do. So I, I use Trello. So I, I'm similar in that way, where um, I'll have all my tasks on Trello, and then. Um, often I'm even moving those tasks and throwing those on my calendar because what gets put on your calendar gets done. And so at least I've learned that. And so, uh, you know, I'll move that to my digital calendar. And then from there, that's when, you know, when I, when I wake up in the morning and I go through, you know, my, my workday startup and I'm, um, using my planner, I'll kind of write down and kind of realign that day. And so it very much is like a digital first model that I'm, I'm going off of. And so it sounds like you guys do that in a similar way. Yeah. I I think my challenge, I have a digital task manager that I hugely rely on. You know, I need something to capture tasks as I think of them sometimes really quickly on the fly. Uh, And other times there's just too many things where I don't have, I can't make a decision on it yet. I'm just sort of, I, I want a place to put that. And the problem that I've found with the digital task manager and the calendar has kind of the inverse problem is what is solved in the full focus planner on the daily pages, which is I can in one page view, see my calendar commitments and my most important tasks that I should do as well as extraneous tasks that maybe aren't absolutely critical. But you know what, if I, if that meeting cancels that I have scheduled, guess what? I have a list of things right there that I'm, I want to be considering as an option to do that day. And so with my, Task manager, for instance, it's never spitting back at me like, hey, Blake, you actually have too many things on your calendar. There's no way you can do this many tasks, right? But there's something about, right. so for me, I do it as a as as part of my startup ritual. I fill out my day planner and I actually live with that open. You know, when I, I try to keep it visible so that I can have an eye on, man, I I have all these things to get, get done. To yeah. yeah, yeah, I have all these things right. to do, but there's no way that's going to happen because right, you know, on the, right-hand side of that page, I can see my appointments. So I think that that's a better way than, it's good to schedule time on on your digital calendar for tasks, but so often our days will shift around. And so I think that the planner is kind of this sweet spot of flexibility within that, uh, where maybe something from your big three took longer than what you scheduled for, or maybe took less time, you know, like you, you can see the hard, you know, I use the phrase hard landscape, but those hard, you know, firm commitments that you have on your calendar in that view and then flex around that, those tasks and see it all right there. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Yeah, I would say for me, I know you said digital is kind of like digital first. What I would say is really those digital tools are like my never ending to-do list. And what I don't want to do is get caught in that trap of only looking at the mm-hmm. never ending to-do list. Like Blake said, you know, that's what the planner, that's where the magic is. Now, I will say when there are tasks that come up in meetings or action items, things I want to follow up with, they'll go directly into my planner and then I will move them into my like master task list later. So that's a situation where it actually is flipped. 
Yeah, I like that because it's almost a way to reprioritize your day each day and your calendar each day um, and really, truly put what's most important first. Awesome. Well, thanks for calling, Brian. Thanks for being on the podcast with us. Yeah, appreciate it, Courtney. Thanks, Blake. All right, thanks. Take care, Bryce. So, Blake, I'm curious for somebody that's just learning about chronotypes. What are your final thoughts on this? I think my biggest takeaway is grace to recognize that my life or my rhythm may look different and I don't have to have a negative feeling specifically about that, you know, or even if I on my team, I'm even thinking about that, where if I could be aware of, for instance, what my coworkers chronotype is, more importantly, what my different family members chronotypes might be that I get to have more grace for them because I understand I can even work more effectively with them because we have that shared understanding and vice versa. They can work more effectively with me. You know, if they know, hey, I'm going to be in my prime during these hours, um, that'll be really helpful, really effective for us. So I think that's my biggest takeaway is no longer carrying this thing of, hey, if I'm not on 100% of the time between nine and five as the stereotypical American workday looks, that's actually okay. And I don't have to feel bad about it. I can actually work with that and use my chronotype to gain more leverage and make the most of my days. Yeah, I think that word leverage that you just used is so key. I think that for me, that's what it was. It was like, ooh, this is like another tool to have in my toolbox I can actually use to leverage my own productivity. Great. I hope that was helpful for you listening. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, listening to another episode of Focus on This. As Verbs has told you, don't be afraid to use that hashtag, people. Don't be shy with the hashtag usage. If you want to share your weekly preview with us, if you want to post about an episode or something you learned on Instagram, just use that hashtag, Focus on This Podcast. All right. So join us again next week. And until then... Stay Stay focused. focused. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the Full Focus Store's Work From Home Sale, where you can get 10% off of your Full Focus order and 30% off every Michael Hyatt & Company online course. Learn more at fullfocusstore.com.